Welcome to I Disagree. This is the podcast where we disagree with each other, but we do it respectfully and also with laughter. I'm, I'm Steve Shustick. He's the co-host. Hi. Hello. So quaint. <laughs> Hi. Hello. Today our guest is a great friend, actually, and a fellow podcast host of Cold Podcast. The Cold Podcast? Just Cold Podcast. Cold Podcast. Armando Torres, Hello. Welcome, Armando. Hi. I like... You're right. It is quaint. It feels feels like an Airbnb cottage in here. Yes. It's never... It doesn't feel that way walking up that alley, but... No, 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 no. Oh, it's the sketchiest alley. No, just the tone of your voice. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I feel like you have a waterfall in your living room. Well, you're, you're a... Big man, and I don't want to enrage you. Sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> Just keep it chill, everyone. I did ask for, I walked in here and I pointed at the biggest chair and I went, Can I have that one? And I saw fear in Steve's eyes. Like, you can have anything you want, really, honestly. I like how, is that what you do every time you go into a room? Scope out the, the biggest <laughs> scope chair. Scope out the biggest chair. I do. That's amazing. That's how I am with like plates of bread, but. <laughs> <laughs> Armando, t- tell us about the Airbnb that you stayed at this oh, weekend. Yeah. This is hilarious. Yeah, oh, yeah, okay. yeah. So uh, I'm a tall guy. I'm yeah. six foot five. Goddamn. Um, I'm also like, for, for reference in being big, because uh, I'm not just tall, I'm also about 350 pounds right now. And that's me losing weight. This is me doing better. Like, I was up to 400, uh, almost 400, not at it, but like 380 uh, last year. And uh, this this Airbnb I'm staying in is a room, and it used to be a wine cellar, and the ceiling is six foot two. I'm six foot five. Think about a six foot two <laughs> ceiling anyway. Like, like, yeah, that's not an uncommon height for a no. human to be. No. And I showed Steve pictures. It looks like a bunker. <laughs> like it's made. Some of the walls are artificial and made of like scrap. Did metal. you have to walk down to get inside? You or, do. Or you do. You have well, to walk down. It, so you walk. The house is on ground level, and uh-huh. then you have to walk down three flights of stairs to get to this wine cellar that I was staying in. It's very uh, Lord of the Ringsy. Yeah. So I was too short. I was three inches too short to be in there. And I was also <laughs> about four inches too wide to fit through most of the doors. Oh, my God. So like God. I had to turn sideways and shimmy into everywhere Jesus. that I was. Oh, that's where you're staying at when you're here. That's not where I always Imagine stay. that existence. Like, but, yeah. but that's why you had to take a shower at Steve's house. Yeah, Because yeah, yeah. that place oh, is yeah. insane. <laughs> Peek behind the curtain. I took a fucking shower at Steve's house because I, sa- I sent him a picture of the catacomb-looking-ass uh. shower that they have there. Because they have two options for showering. One is a jacuzzi that they've turned into a tub. What the fuck? Yeah. It's a square? It's a square jacuzzi that they... That they tell you it's a tub but it's for sure i looked it up it's a jacuzzi on it's one on one hand that sounds like the dopest way to uh-huh. clean yourself yeah. ever but yeah. that's fucking gross you, well, you said the jacuzzi was nice right the jacuzzi was nice so I you can turn the, the you can turn the bubbles on yeah 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 so it's, that was my it's, first it's, question it's, too it's, a, <laughs> it's legit it's I was not, like now does it have the jets or is it just some bullshit in the description of the airbnb they say it's a jacuzzi style bath i looked up the brand style it's bath. just a jacuzzi and there's a toilet next to the jacuzzi there is nothing wrong with that that's world. what makes it a bath is what? that it, there's a shitter next to it so how do you think they clean it then i am at if, if everyone's like getting their well, it has dirty a drain, I'm sure. it has a drain yeah it has a so, drain so you fill it up it's not like constantly filled uh like a, like a yeah you have is. to basically like so you drain it out and then you fill it up with i don't even know with this other water i went into it for a while but i was also really high yeah and so like i'm following <laughs> the instructions that they list there basically like i'm 
building like a Lego set, but the Lego set is me chilling. Yes. And so I finally like got it to work and I couldn't figure out how to drain it. I guess you're supposed to drain it. And I told them and they were like, oh yeah, you could just like leave it. Oh no. So there's just been the same bath water. Oh no. So soapy old jacuzzi water has been sitting in there for three days in my little wine cellar house. That's just what their plan is for it. I just bathe once and then uh, we'll take care of it. Yeah, your two options are the catacombs that I showed you. It's literally a cave uh, made out of rock that you shower in. And there's a couple sharp rocks on I, the floor. Truly, there was a man with horse legs that lived here. That's like the only... <laughs> Very <laughs> short one, too. Yes. Or, yeah. Yeah, or like Mr. Tumnus. This yeah. is how I imagine he's the guy from... Uh, you guys know that reference? Yeah, from... Chronicles of Narnia. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's a ginger. It's, it's been he, a while. Uh, the... It felt when I was staying in that wine cellar, it felt like I was living in an Aesop fable. Like it yeah. felt like this was a lesson I was supposed to learn. <laughs> Except it did not feel majestic. It was just mostly disgusting. No, it was mostly yeah, uncomfortable. <laughs> and there was one fly that was staying there too. <laughs> and uh, it, like, I, I wish he was paying rent, but he wasn't. He was just like, there was a big ass horse fly. Yeah. And I tried everything to kill it. And one yeah. day, on the second day, I got so mad, I sprayed it with Windex. Yeah. Because I couldn't swat it. So I sprayed it with Windex, and eventually I watched it die. Oh, God. And then I came back, and it was flying around oh again. Oh, my God. Wait, and I went to where I saw Dude. it die, and it was gone. It was the same fly. So it just shook it off. It died and came back to life. Wow. That fly probably like failed to share with its sister at one point or something, and yeah. the punishment that it learned in the fable was to be a fly forever. God, so <laughs> I was the character in your fable house. Yeah. Do you <laughs> think this... Okay, there's a 50% chance this is nothing. Do you think it's funny to call that fly? Jesus fleiced? I guess not. Because it died, but then it came back. <laughs> Based on the lack Based of on the bomb? Yeah. Based, Based on, on the bomb. Maybe it was Jesus your delivery. Fleiced. I don't know. Try it again. I, 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 I windexed him to death, and then he came back three fly days later, which is one minute. Okay. okay. And then... Uh, yeah. What if you turn the fly into a bee for the sake of the joke and call it... Beezus re Beezus? No. No! How did you bomb worse on my bomb? <laughs> I think you're both doing Beezus. great. No, no, no. Yeah, just Beezus. Beezus Christ. Why did I add re in front of it? I don't know. Me neither. Beezus. Wait, what'd you say? Re-Beezus. Re-Beezus. I thought you were going to say reheated bees. Like, reheated <laughs> oh beans. Uh, yeah, this is... Anyway, I, I just love the idea of like because I mean, you guys can't see him at home, but like you, you could be like a college football player. You're like, oh yeah, football big, you yeah, know, yeah, and yeah. just in a tiny hot. That, that's that sounds like how they would like torture and extract information from terrorists. Yeah, just you make know, you shove them in a yeah, shove them in a house a that you can't stand up in. Yeah. Have you ever have you ever <laughs> have you ever been to somebody's house that has kids and they have like that little playhouse, like that fake oh, house yeah. in their backyard? Uh, I felt like I was staying in that. Uh, like, God, I paid fifty dollars a night to stay in somebody's little Barbie yes. dream house. Or just like uh, Will Ferrell living up in the elf land. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <It> felt terrible. <laughs> exactly. That's what it was. <laughs> yeah, how was the bed? How was the bed size? <laughs> Super comfy. Queen size bed. Took up the entire room. Okay, but do you fit on a queen? Uh, no, not really. <laughs> my my feet still hang off a little oh, bit. Oh, God. Yeah. It's, it's What upsetting. about the jacuzzi tub? I fit in the jacuzzi tub, okay, that's good. Uh, but I had to really like hunch down. Yeah. So basically, like on one end is the tip of my toes coming out, and on the other end is like me boobs up uh-huh. me, and that's how much fit uh, in the jacuzzi. <laughs> <laughs> and I tried all of it. I went diagonal to fit uh, the most of yeah. me in surface area, all that. Right. Well, what are you gonna do when it's a square instead of a rectangle? You know. Yeah. Diagonals. Aren't I want as a queen size jacuzzi. That's what I want. Yeah. <laughs> 
Uh, well, yeah. that sounds ca- again magical, but unacceptable mostly. Uh, it's yeah. the worst. Did you leave the a negative review? Not too bad. I can't leave a negative. Re- Here's the thing. Because it makes you a bad. They're so sweet. Oh. That at every <laughs> single point in their like house rules and like to check in, check out instructions, all of that stuff, they put this thing where it's like, we need a five star review. Yeah. Please, if there's anything we can do. I f- I'll fucking kill a guy. Just give us a five star review for our little Hobbit house, please. So they're they're aware of what it yeah. is that they're renting. Yeah, they're, they're like, aware. oh, our house sucks. Yeah. Our how house. About, how about they like put the price down to like thirty bucks a night and call it a day? Yeah, you know. I think then honestly, you manage expectations. It's in no Little one... Italy though, so even for a Hobbit house, that's probably pretty prime real estate. Yeah. Like, or set a set a height requirement. And also, your... yeah, <laughs> not everybody. That was my fault. That was my fault. <laughs> not everybody is is Armando size. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did they really? They did put on their website. They put in the in the description. It was like, just be aware, this is six foot two. Isn't there some kind of fire code that must be breaking? Oh yeah. That's... Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm pretty sure you're not supposed to put a jacuzzi that close to a toilet either. Okay, you know what I don't get about how <laughs> not for fire, just like it feels wrong. Yeah, just aesthetically. Yeah, that's breaking some codes. I feel like how how did it end? How did the house? If you have a basement and you have a house that's on top of it, because this is basically a basement. Yeah, it's a wine cellar. Was it that they didn't dig far enough, or the or right, or I don't how does know. like Maybe how did like... they construct that so? Poorly. You are asking the poorest person to explain <laughs> the richest concept. Also, this is a rich house. Yeah, they have it rich was a rich house shit basement. It, well, it used to be a rich house. Now, obviously, the Airbnb it out because times are tough. But <laughs> they used to be a wine cellar. So it used to be like where they would just they had a whole ass cellar to store their wine at the right temperature so that they could have it you know yeah good maybe they had a caretaker who lingered a lot but he was six foot five and they're like where do we go where we can get a fucking break from this guy (laughs) (laughs) and then they built the basement the anti-tall club yeah so then eugene can't come and bother them anymore piece of shit so you you, you've been tall your whole life i'd imagine yeah i think yeah Yeah, when when did you when did you sprout Uh, i came out big came Came out out big Came out of the womb big, ruined my mom. Uh, oh, just no. destroyed her. <laughs> no, I, 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 I was born big. Uh, by all accounts, I was like a tremendously heavy baby. Yeah. Um, Do you, can you can you quantify that? I I don't want to. I the number that's in my head is that I was a little over ten pounds. I think. God damn. But what's a normal baby? I yeah. think like seven. Okay. okay. So you're I like a, you're little, like a baby and a half. Yeah. I think my little sister was seven when she came out. It's a big fucking baby. Yeah. Like not like too big for a baby. Uh, <laughs> ten for sure. pounds. Yeah. I don't that's think I've much. ever heard of that. No. That's no, so no, funny. no. I was a prize-winning hog. That's what I was when I came out. <laughs> you just, <laughs> just born in a barn and your mom won the fair prize immediately. <laughs> well, I, 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 I would like to hear more about that, and I think that's, that's a good uh, time to introduce uh, the warm-up topics that we do every week mm-hmm. here on the I Disagree podcast. And one of the benefits of being a patron on our Patreon at backslash I Disagree pod cast, cast <laughs> Is that you can submit warm-up topics yeah, Patre- for us to debate. Patreon.com slash I Disagree Podcast. Podcast. Sure. Hell yeah. yeah. Um, we didn't get any new submissions this week, uh, but I think uh, I'd like to hear you uh, rant and rail about uh, the pitfalls of being a, a big man in a normal-sized yeah. man's world. Let's get into the warm-up. I, uh, I, I've been tall my whole life. I've been big my whole life. I, uh, and you hate it. 
I hate it. Everyone thinks it's so great. That's what I've always heard. Really? Yeah. How tall are you? You're I'm, six? I'm like six. I'm maybe close to six one. Maybe like six and okay. half an inch or something like that. So I'd be considered tall, and I, I like it. I enjoy I, it. Yeah. So first of all, I have the other thing is being this big. I have no concept of what short is. So uh-huh. somebody was like, "I'm five eight. and I was like, <laughs> "You poor fool." And somebody was like, "No, that's average. That's, yeah, that's average pretty short. Five eight's I'd say pretty short for a yeah. guy. I think like, I heard for a man that is average. Five eight, five nine. I think so. Maybe. Five. I think five eight is the average dick size. The average <laughs> dick is supposed to be five foot eight, eight inches, inches. Yeah. long. That's great. I like. Um, <laughs> so I'm right on target. Now. Yeah. <laughs> I like a dick that's like getting. Mm, I don't want to make that joke. No, do it. <laughs> <laughs> All I'm, I want a dick that can fit inside of the Airbnb I stayed at. That's what I want. But but have got, trouble. Yeah. I was gonna say I want a dick that's like getting ripped off at a subway, but like <laughs> <laughs> saying like ripped off or like the notion of cutting a penis in any way whatsoever was a bit graphic for me. But here you go. <laughs> there, there oh, is. you mean how like Subway was selling twelve inch sandwiches, but they're really ten and they're a half. They're short yeah. changing you. You're like yeah. ten and a half. No one's for me. pulling out a fucking ruler at Subway. Yeah, that's the other thing is that everyone, everyone, when I tell people I'm six foot five, they treat me like I'm like I'm Subway, you know, <laughs> not in that I hired a pedophile, but in that <laughs> I, uh, <laughs> they, I not only did they hire a, a pedophile, they funded a pedophile's lifestyle. Yeah. Yeah. His. I guess that's what hired means. Sandwich ridden lifestyle. <laughs> that's what does it. That's what no one talks about is the sandwiches made him evil. Yeah. That's terrible. I take it back. Eh, <laughs> Immediately. No. No, I um, like it. Let it linger. <laughs> Beezus Christ. Be- uh, Rebeezus. Rebeezus. Whoops. Anyways, you are like Subway, you were saying, in that- I'm like Subway <laughs> in that like, uh, or people treat me old like I'm meat. Subway. Yeah. yeah, and that I'm old meat. Old slimy meat. <laughs> uh, I'm a prize winning hog. <laughs> but I'll tell people that I'm six foot five and they're like- <laughs> No, you're not six foot five. They don't believe I, you. You tower I'm, over people. Well, it's not that they don't you believe you. Tower over like, me. Yeah, I'm you're, tall. you're taller than any other person that walks up yeah. to you. I'd imagine ever. People tell me like, no, you're not six foot five. You've got to be taller. You're like six. Oh, foot Oh, they eight. think you're taller. Yeah, because they're like, mm-hmm. I'm six foot two, and I'm like, yeah. man, I just saw a six foot two ceiling. You yeah. are not. You would fit in the Hobbit hole, my mm-hmm. friend. It's because men are be. like, I'm so scared right now, and I do not like that. You must yeah. be eight feet tall. People. People always treat it like being tall is so good, but uh, honestly, I would give anything to be six foot. Just six foot. Interesting. Six foot even. That's a good height. I think that's perfect. So you yeah. think being tall sucks? I think being tall sucks. Steve, I think, what do you think? Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, I just, I think six foot is good, and anything after that is showing off in the face of God, and that's wrong. <laughs> you shouldn't be doing that. I, I would tend to agree that Armando is smiting God with every every breath he takes. Every but. tall breath I take. <laughs> Yeah. Well, do you do you like? I like, like being tall, and it was very helpful when I was single. You're five foot. No, nine. I'm I'm like six even, maybe six one. I do, that is that, okay. <laughs> you just said, and I forgot. Here's here's the one thing that I will concede. Uh-huh. When I was single, being tall was so great yes. because everyone wants to date somebody that's tall. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know why. Yeah. But you could probably was, speak on that, then, Jordan. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Why do you what, what's what's good with tall? Why why tall? Why and are you are you big... into tall? I I am into tall, but have never dated someone that was taller than me. How tall are you? Five foot ten. Okay, that's that's pretty up, tall for for a girl. Yeah, I always wind up dating guys that are like five nine, like or five nine and a half, uh-huh. which might be a weird thing that I have in my brain. That's a power <laughs> dynamic. <laughs> no, I don't know. I feel like it's um. You want somebody to step on. 
I've only <laughs> two step on. Yeah. <laughs> only a half inch gain. That's still that's still, a lot, that's still a lot of work. It's yeah. <laughs> yeah. gonna pull a hammy. Yeah, a lot of flexibility. But. Yeah, but but I feel like I've I've only I've hooked up with people that are taller than me, mm-hmm. and I I always enjoy it because it's nice to like feel smaller, I guess. Ah. Which is weird because especially as a woman, it's like I get comments when I'm single, especially of like men that are insecure. Of, about their height and so they'd be like oh wow you're really tall and they just make it a weird thing and mm, like yeah it's just kind of an interesting non-sexy quality i think like the way that guys talk about it sometimes the way that guys talk about their own height about or my about your height, height. like yeah. me being very tall well it's uh-huh. because they're they feel i think honestly because i've known uh short dudes and there are some short dudes that i know that are like close to five foot yeah and there there's another comedian uh very funny guy named brendan crick and he is short he's very short but he accepts it and he understands that and he doesn't feel emasculated if he's shorter than uh than somebody that he's romantically interested in yes but it used to affect him and he used to be like do you know how fucking emasculating because like i want to be a man I want to feel like a man. Yeah. And the girlfriend that I'm with is bigger than me. And how will I ever feel like a man if the person I'm dating is bigger than me? Yeah. But now, since then, he's been like, I love it. He yeah. loves it. He loves it. He was like, sometimes she cradles me in her <laughs> I love it. <laughs> so it's, it is out there. And I mean, you yeah. found somebody very special, very loving. Mm-hmm. A little short boy, I'm assuming. <laughs> yeah. I don't know how tall he is. Ryan's like, he's only like a half inch. I yeah, he's not more Five, than like an inch shorter than me. <laughs> That's yeah. how to do it. Yeah, something like that. I also feel like for me, when I uh, I also like not shaving my legs, and mm. I feel like I can't not shave my legs and be taller than the man. Yeah. <laughs> That's <laughs> the whole thing about me is Andrea doesn't have to shave her legs because I can't see that far. Yeah. That's so you got far bad down. eyesight here. Yeah, that's two stories near, down. Nearsighted. That. <laughs> that is a hilarious compromise that yeah. you're making. I'll, I'll, yeah. <laughs> well, I'll give them one or the other. Yeah, because because if I'm shorter than them and I don't shave my legs, and it's like, oh, she's just a cute little feminist, and then yeah. if I'm if I'm a gigantor that also doesn't shave my legs, it's like you are. Why? Why? <laughs> nope. <laughs> that's not. Yeah. I will say that uh, every every person I've ever dated has been significantly smaller than me. That uh, makes sense. But it's not a preference. That's just a statistical. Yeah, it's just reality <laughs> of your life. Yeah. Yeah. That's just how it goes. I've dated. I've uh, I've dated and 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 gone on dates with people that were like six foot and mm-hmm. over. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'm six foot five, so I'm comfortable. I've dated somebody that was six foot two and in heels they were six foot four. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I was still taller. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so like that's never been an issue for me. Uh, so I'm comfortable there. That is one good thing about it. The other thing is uh, most people that I've dated long term have told me that they feel safer mm-hmm. around me because totally. I'm just so mm-hmm. big. Oh, yeah. God. I yes. slept at this non-romantically. I slept at this uh, this girl's house in uh, San Francisco while I was there because she has a crash pad for comics. She's a super awesome person. Worked for Rooftop Comedy for years. Just loves the craft. And she lets comics stay there so they can actually make some money. That's cool. And she told me that the whole week I was there, she felt safer. <laughs> because if anyone broke in, she uh, knew I would be on the couch like, what's up? What's going yeah. on? That also means she really trusted you because she very easily could have felt incredibly safe. I feel unsafe oh, yeah. way threatened time. by this gigantic <laughs> yeah. man. But, yeah. Yeah. I do have that problem where like, <laughs> instinctively, this is something I don't like is on that same side of the coin. People automatically 
terrified. They're terrified. Mm-hmm. I have to walk down the street. Like, I have bad posture because I have to slouch because I'm not like I, – I was having a conversation with somebody yesterday, and I started like, – I'm supposed to work on my posture. Yeah. So I st- stood up straight, and I realized that to look at him, I have to like – have you ever <laughs> looked down on somebody without moving your head down? <laughs> like, just like head held high, you're like – like a king in a cartoon (laughs) or something yes and so like i had to do that so i have to like crane down to like see people at their level Mm -hmm. or i have to like walk slower and louder Mm -hmm. so that people that i'm walking behind don't get scared so i basically have to walk like a mickey mouse cartoon Uh, yeah i have to walk like a mickey mouse cartoon where i'm just like walking down the street (laughs) not trying to kill any person yeah Yeah. which is hilarious because anybody that knows you is like you're the biggest teddy bear you know nicest guy in the world but man if you wanted to murder me with your bare hands like it would be no my literal bare hands Uh i was gonna say are you also proportionally strong then yeah, yeah i uh i so i i'm, I'm did you ever play football or anything like that i did i played yeah. football in high school i was a, a left tackle offensive line did you feel pressured into it yes yeah uh, it's insanely pressured yeah. when i walked into my uh i walked into i was in middle school and i walked into a uh my history teacher who is the coach of the high school football team so when i was in middle school he was my history teacher. And I walked in, and no one has ever looked at me when I was a child. No one ever looked at me sexual. But there was a little <laughs> bit of sexualness when he saw me walk into his room. Ah, where so he was make a great left yeah, tackle when he got hard. He wasn't, like, horny for me. He was horny, horny for the championship. Uh, totally, 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 where he was yeah. like, oh, he's just going to get bigger, too. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> Were you good? I was, I was passable. Yeah. I was okay. But the other thing, too, is, is like, I was in drama. And so it was like, uh, what's that movie? High School Musical, mm-hmm. but not not as dramatic, uh-huh. honestly. It was so just you, like, you were the tenderhearted jock. With the- there was, was a lot he of was them, honestly. Zach Efron. Yeah, I was ugly Zac Efron. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the worst part is there's like on the football team there are a lot of dudes that were doing like other stuff. Like there was some guy in choir and he's beautiful mm-hmm. and he's a star football player and an amazing singer. And he, like, made it all work and uh, still had, like, A grades. And I was, like, barely passing, trying to do drama and football. And they were like, be like Austin. Be like the cool guy. So he was our Zac Efron. Okay. I was a side character that doesn't get named in okay. the credits. <laughs> Damn. That but, sounds like you went to a very progressive school for them to, oh, yeah. for that lifestyle to not be relentlessly mocked by either group. I'm a little bit younger, in. I think, than most people. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Comedy. I don't you're think that's 20, a thing anymore. You're yeah. 23? I'm 24. 24. I just turned 24 in January. Uh, so I guess not just anymore. But yeah, but yeah, when I was a kid, no one was especially getting called in high school, uh, the F word or anything at, no. at your school? No, we had that's, like a. That's sweet. Yeah, I also grew up in California, specifically oh, in Los okay, Angeles. Yeah. Yeah. So I grew up. I went to school from 2010 to 2014 for high school in Los Angeles, California, at a school that was primarily known for its amazing football program and its amazing drama program. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it's a it was a great little little school. I liked it. I liked being tall, sort of, but then I got pressured into play football and I wanted to stop so bad. Yeah. And uh, in acting, now that I want to be an actor, I can't. I have to lie about how tall I am. Where like other dudes on like Tinder and shit, they're like five eleven, five ten. They're calling themselves six one. Steve Schuster. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I think I'm. I think I'm right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I sure. don't know. I'm tall. I can see the top of your head. Uh, anyway, uh, <laughs> but I, I I have to so lie. I don't s- like it. I have to say I'm six foot three. Yeah. Because otherwise I don't fit in the frame. They have to readjust the camera. Other yeah. actors don't look good. Uh, I've heard horror stories of other tall actors working on projects with people like Tom Cruise, mm-hmm. who needs to look 
for his own sake. Yes. So, like, if you're in scenes with these people, they have you, like, hunch down, basically cheat the camera so that it looks like you're shorter. Yeah. And they bring out what's called apple boxes, and he stands on, like, one or two of them so that he looks like he has the dominant position over you. Yeah. And uh, so it's t- being tall in Hollywood is actually bad are you sure your issue is not that you're just going to porn auditions in six foot two <laughs> basements in airbnb yeah. houses and you, you would be considered a bear the problem is is my dick is only five foot four so it's not <laughs> even big enough it's not even proportional no oh no, no. man what a triangle that would be <laughs> <laughs> well i feel like to disagree With i being tall yeah or not liking being tall. I hate it. It's, I wish. It's hard to, I love you it's being hard, tall. I, I, I don't even know if I'd be friends with you if you weren't tall. Well, that's the thing. We've we've kind of touched on a lot of things that kind of go both ways. Here's some shit you didn't think about. Right. You know how many chandeliers I've hit with my head? Uh, <laughs> three just last year. Wow. That's not a lifetime goal or record. That's last year I hit my head on three. I've chandeliers. hit zero lifetime. I've broken one light bulb with my face. Ah! I went to a house. Wait, how did you not see it coming? I didn't. It's it must have been off. registering. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was. Uh, uh, it was just like out here. I wasn't really looking at it. I turned my head. Bam! Oh, broke it with God. my face. I was in Colorado in January, and I was trying to walk through a hallway, and I hit my head on the door frame, on the top of the door. In my house, I can't fully stretch my arms up because I'm shorter than the ceiling goes. My reach is shorter than the ceiling goes up in certain areas. Uh, also being big, some hallways I can't fit down. And I don't know if you've ever seen a fat man have to shimmy through a hallway to not touch the sides of it. It's bad looking. How common is this? Pretty goddamn common in a lot of households. How many boobs and butts do you accidentally graze? All the time. (laughs) There's nowhere comfortable to ever stand in a crowd. I'll get to a, I'll get to a concert and I'm so excited and I'm sitting in front and then you'll get like 18,000 tiny, adorable, little, cute, like boys and girls. Just these like, like young 20 somethings. Take it easy, Armando. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) These young 20 somethings and they're like, can I stand in front of you? Cause I'm shorter. And you're like, I stood here for three hours. You can get Fucked. Yeah, you're also like if every if I did that, I'd just be at the very back yeah. of this crowd right now. Yeah, fuck all of you. Yeah, you'd um, be like, but I will offer to start a human totem pole, and then just <laughs> <laughs> yeah. just there's charge. also like people assume that I'm great at stuff that I that I, I'm not. Like people assume that. Uh, I can play basketball, uh-huh. um, which it's like that's ignoring the fat part of me. Like one <laughs> jump. But I mean, you, can, you, you tell me you can't just get in the paint and just post up on fools all day. Here's the thing. I can dunk. I, Armando Torres, See, that's awesome. To me, that five. makes all of being tall worthwhile. Most courts, I can dunk. Yes. Uh, maybe what was it like two? No, it was about a week ago now. I went to a park to just shoot some basketball and this kid comes up and goes, hey, do you want, can I shoot with you? And I was like, yeah, sure, no worries. And he's a 12-year-old boy. And eventually he was like. <laughs> Again with the little cute kids. No, 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 no. <laughs> he was ugly as shit. <laughs> <laughs> he goes, eventually he's like, you, you want to play one-on-one? And I was like, yeah, all right, we'll play some one-on-one. How tall is he? He, yeah, that's the thing. When I tell this story, people ask, like, was this like a 12-year-old where it's like, oh, I didn't know he was 12. I thought he was a college basketball player. He was 12. He okay. was for sure 12. <laughs> okay. His name was Travis. He was short, little dumpy kid. He was sinking threes. This is draining. I almost lost. I can dunk. And uh, I almost lost to a 12-year-old named Travis. And I pulled my hamstring. Well, how, how were you not just posting him up every time? I, I couldn't, man. Dude, I tried to go and block one of his shots, down? and he broke my fucking ankles. Really? <laughs> yeah. 12-year-old kid named Travis. 
I'm six foot five. I can dunk. It still didn't help. He almost won, and I was so mad. Was Maybe Travis a is a phenomenal basketball talent. Though. Is Travis a little white kid? Yeah, he is. He's, He's a, a little, little tiny. Okay, white I'm kid. more skeptical about my last. He's statement. a little tiny, chubby white kid who tells me that his favorite thing in the world is riding ATVs. <laughs> And uh, and he's just got mad stroke from outside. Yeah, and he's just <laughs> fucking sinking fadeaway shots, well, rubbing it in my face. Speaking of white people, um, this is a good transition into our main event. Yeah. I guess I know. I'll do, honestly, I don't care if you disagree. I'll talk about Travis for hours. <laughs> I'm so mad. The first thought that I had, by the way, just I'll let us get it to the top of it. The first thought that I had, I was so mad. Am I speaking too loud? No, no, you're great. Okay. My first thing was I was so mad that the. First thought that I had was I was like, you know what, Travis? I'm gonna fuck. I'm gonna go home. I'm gonna break up with my girlfriend. I'm gonna fuck your mom. <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm I thought gonna... you were gonna say your girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. No, I'm gonna fuck. That your would really mom. show him. Uh, I'm really into our mom to being a pedophile today. Sorry. No, Sorry, no, no, continue. no. I have brought up Subway a yeah. lot. Voluntarily. <laughs> oh, yeah, I forgot about that. It keeps coming back to that. <laughs> I'm going to break up with my girlfriend. I'm going to fuck his mom. Yeah. I'm going to, like, and then I'm going to leave the situation. <laughs> so I'm going to just ruin his home life. Yeah, and yeah, then yeah. I'm going to go back to my girlfriend. Because remember, I left her because I don't want to cheat on her. Yeah. I just want to have that little, like, thing. And then I'll right. go back and I'll woo my girlfriend yeah. back. And then our relationship will be stronger than ever. And I'll have a bond built on fucking over Travis <laughs> because he almost beat me at basketball. Yes, and then it will be Travis that has been dunked on. Yeah. Hell I yeah. did dunk on him. I dunked you on dunked him, on him and I still almost <laughs> lost. Oh, man. <laughs> you don't understand how mad Was I it got. like in his face, though? Yeah, dude. Yeah, you got to yeah, get right. were, you, were you gloating and finding yourself to, to be kind of like weirdly competitive oh yeah like in the moment as I, well. I just said the phrase i'll fuck your mom <laughs> you think i didn't get competitive i i started was he talking off, trash he did we it started <laughs> off nice but we were like i was like kind of playing kind of playing and just like you know that thing where like you play enough to where they feel like they're winning but then he started sinking some shots and talking some shit uh-huh. and i was like all right, and then I went to go block one of his shots, and he broke my fucking ankles and got it, and was like, "What's up, little bitch?" And I was like, "Damn, Trey, God damn it, <laughs> what the fuck?" And then I started actually playing, and then he kept scoring, and I was like, "What the fuck is happening?" I you got can't in your let head. Him win. Yeah, you got in your head. He got in my know. fucking head. <laughs> I actually, truth be told, I took that "I'm gonna fuck your mom" line from Travis. <laughs> 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 I want to get a Travis poster, man. This guy sounds yeah, like dude. Yeah, I'm going to be on the lookout for him. Um, <laughs> dude. It'll be the new sound like seven, eight Jason years. Yeah. Kidd. Is that a football? I mean, uh, basketball. That's a basketball <laughs> guy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, white people. Our main event today is uh, about, well, Armando, do you want to kick it off? Well, sure, yeah, something yeah. we haven't revealed about it. You're, you're actually a not completely a white guy. No, no, no. I'm actually uh, uh, what some people would refer to as Mexican-American. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't Mexican say that. Descent. I wouldn't use those terms. I would have said Armando. <laughs> I like uh, that yeah, you... if you weren't able to tell from Armando Torres. <laughs> yeah, that's what I was going to say. Steve says it hasn't been revealed yet. <laughs> if anyone yeah. read the episode title, I guess it's I funny. It's funny because they can't see that I am uh, the biggest brown person in modern history. And uh, uh, I'm, my name is Armando Torres, and I'm Mexican. And the topic that I, I have, the reason I have to bring it up is because they're literally not allowed to say it. <laughs> uh, the topic that I am pro, and I don't know if either of you are against, but I'll see. It's, it's a good conversation, at least, mm-hmm. is that I am against people. <laughs> We're leaving it in. Oh, not the second one. Okay. 
Now you're just pushing your life. But <laughs> you can leave them in if you want. Oh, man, it smells so bad. That's all you. You're all, you're, you got your nice. own half the table over there. Nope, nope. nope. Oh, I no. disagree with These that. These are the ma- massive eagle arms sending that over here. <laughs> yeah. I'm fucking dunking you with my bird. Oh, God. Uh, I truly and honestly believe that uh, everyone being so militantly anti-white people right now, like to the point of being like a meme, a joke, it's mm-hmm. it's it's not serving. It's actually being counterproductive mm-hmm. to the work it takes to end racism. And there there are some there are some flaws with my logic that I'm willing to concede on again. But mm-hmm. well, you're I, not going to get anything uh, from. Well, I, it's hard. For, I'm so sorry. Continue. <laughs> <laughs> that's why it's such a hard topic. To just another approach. entitled white lady. Just gonna yeah, yeah, yeah. cut know, in. Well, I that's know. what you say. Is like, is is I was talking. She had an opinion that she wanted to share on this subject, but she felt so much in her mm-hmm. heart that she's like, oh, I'm not allowed to talk on it. That mm-hmm. you felt the need to like pass it back to me. Yeah. Which again, like I'm. I also did interrupt you. you, and I'm just pretty bad about it. No, that, no, no, so. no, no, no. <laughs> You're fine. You weren't interrupting. It's a podcast. That's yeah. it's all interruptions. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. true. Um, but yeah, it, it's, it's, it's this thing where like right now you can go on Twitter and I guarantee you, unless, unless you're actively avoiding it, if you're like looking at just like what's popular on Twitter, I'm sure you'll come across at least one to five memes every minute that are just like, what are white people doing? Which mm-hmm. like, those are fine. Those are fun. Mm-hmm. Sometimes, but th- there's just this like militantness against white people of just like treating them as other, which I understand is the concept of racism. Uh-huh. But when if you don't like something happening to you, why do that? Why why subject somebody else to that? Sure. Uh, at all, if you don't like it. I mean, that's literally the golden rule. They teach that to kindergartners. Well, there, there's a lot of examples about that, too. And it's almost like they're, they're trying to bring segregation back because you have, like, these, like, like, uh, like college activities be like, this this event is only for people of color and, and white people have to leave oh, yeah. the library or whatever. And it's like, I feel like, like, 40 years ago, like, people were fighting so that people could be in the same room at the same time. Oh, yeah. You know, like, it, it, we, it's the complete reverse of the civil rights movement. It's so we we talked about this a little bit uh, on an on recent episodes of Cult Podcast, which is a show that I do. Yes, <clears throat> we talked about it a little bit where, in the terms of like, the Latin Kings are a gang that everyone knows, and it's pretty terrifying. They do currently have some shit where like. They are one of the only street gangs that uh, can easily take out, like, the Crips and the Bloods if they needed to. They own, like, $2 million of military equipment that they stole in a heist that literally is, like, straight out of the Italian job. That movie, it's, like, the same plot. Um, They have ties to El Chapo Sinaloa cartel. Like, they're legit, but a lot of people don't know that the way that they came about was in Chicago. Is that okay? Eh. It's the elevator. In Chicago. People got to go up, you know? People got to go up. <laughs> in Chicago, uh, during the 40s, there was this big mass immigration of uh, Hispanic and Latino people. So, like, Puerto Rican people, uh, to a lesser extent, Cuban people, but also a lot of Mexican people moving to Chicago for these jobs. Chicago, f- since the since it was founded in what, like, 1830? God, I want to say 1833? 
I want to say. I don't have that fact in front of me right we now. We never do on this podcast. Yeah, so you're fine. fine. No, the no. point being is that like uh, it was Yankees that showed up. So Yankees being like the original people who came to colonize the yeah. states. They yeah. came here themselves a cult, the fucking uh, Puritans <laughs> that got kicked out of England, came here, developed whatever, yada, 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 a couple generations, Yankees. They come, they're like, oh, the Chicago would be great. They start building it. They need builders, so people emigrate. And the uh, people who have been living in America are like, well, I don't want to live next to this fucking Swede. Look mm-hmm. at these Swedes and these Dutch and these fucking Irish. Because back in the day, you could be racist towards other white people yeah, yeah. as a white person. Uh, yes. well, now you're all just lumped together. <laughs> but uh, So they separated them out into their neighborhoods. And then more white people came. Then it was the Germans, Jews, uh, Italians. Uh, How'd they get along? Not very well. <laughs> and Germans and Jews. <laughs> cats, cats and dogs. <laughs> Yeah, didn't didn't like each other very much, but no one did. And that was the thing is that like, yeah. so these Irish uh, communities had felt such pressure and racism from the Yankees that they developed uh, uh, clubs, athletic clubs as they called them, to kind of like come together and protect their community. Mm-hmm. And then exclusively when... boxing, punching people in the face, <laughs> yeah, exactly, <laughs> and bleeding immediately. <laughs> and then when the other uh, immigrants come from different areas, like the Italians got picked on heavy by the Irish. Yeah. The Italians and the Polish get like fucking obliterated. Yeah. Go forward a couple more years as you get the Great Migration. So uh, black families coming from the South move to Chicago mm-hmm. because there's work and they don't want to fucking be around Jim Crow laws that are right. as strict. But at this point, the Italians and the Polish fucking run crime. So they are hitting, they're fucking shitting on black people. So black people start their own groups and then do the same thing. Puerto Ricans, Cubans, Mexicans come and they find themselves in these same positions. So it's this thing built on racism that like affects all of these generations of people and they all hate each other. And the reason that it was so violent and militant and evil and, and so much butting heads and there's these color lines is because from the very beginning, white people were racist to other white people. Mm. So it's like all of these problems don't stem immediately. It's not an immediate one for one of a white person looked at a not white person and went, fuck you. Mm. It was white people doing it to white people to feel superior. And then those white people doing it to other white people to feel superior and then doing it mm. to black people, black people doing it to brown people. Mm-hmm. And then it all just goes around just more or less like class stratification yeah and that's what it is i honestly and truly believe that a lot i I feel like that worked out better for white people than the other groups but yeah oh yeah it definitely did (laughs) and that's the thing of like you can when you say these things that are like i'm anti-white or like i don't want to involve white people i don't want to do this or x y or z you are upholding that thing that led to the 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 institutional mm. racism that stems out of these things you're playing into their hand if you want to segregate your community from another community that's what they fucking wanted to do yeah. and look how it turned out right right you know the like i'm sorry go ahead no no, no. well I, I i mean i when first off steve and i are white if people didn't know that listening <laughs> <laughs> but see, it was, see but we're, we're actually, also jewish so we, we wouldn't even jewish. be considered white back then yeah exactly aren't you yeah. also now jewish? we're white aren't you all no not is that really. a is that a joke? No, it's not a joke. It's just it's in my background, but I'm not practicing. Same. Yeah, that's yeah, the same guess, for us. It's it's yeah. I I identify full heartedly as a Mexican American. Okay. Yeah. And, and even still, like growing up, I went to like Catholic mass. Yeah. Okay. More than totally. I went to anything else. Yeah, I wholeheartedly identify as a ginger. Nothing else. But, <laughs> but yeah, for those of you that never seen him, Steve is a hulking Mexican dude. Just. <laughs> <laughs> 
just covered in Latin Kings tattoos. <laughs> yeah. That's why I'm terrified. Face tats, little teardrops. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, but but yeah. So as a white person responding to this, obviously inherently has like its own weirdness. Mm-hmm. And I also come from a super, super activist like grassroots PC culture Word. spot in college. Yeah. So you I know was, exactly what he's talking I was, about. Yes, I was very much like, um, you're the white people politicizing white people. Yes, and so a lot of my time in college and activism was, like, shitting on white people as a whole, and, you know, oh, that's such a white thing to do, that's so mm-hmm. fucking dumb, fucking white people, and I and I still have a lot of that, I think, in my brain, <laughs> because I think I think it's sort of necessary in terms of how the pendulum needs to swing to it get is. us back to, like, a, a good spot, while I agree typically shitting on people in general doesn't really go over well exactly i think what was curious to me that was a really good distinction that uh, a black woman made which that in itself is problematic right for like why black, is it yeah black what? folks to have to educate white people on on how to i guess hate themselves correctly but <laughs> <laughs> but like well you know who's uh syro sarah ray or some like Twitter activist, uh, she's giving like lectures to white women, and they're paying like thousands of dollars to have her and this other lady like go to their house and have dinner parties where they explain to them how they're racist. Yeah, and to me that's just the the, the Steve, funniest. You love that shit. Oh god. Oh my god. Yes. But yes. But that. But that sort of thing. And and then it's like. But what was really I said facetiously like teaching you how to hate yourself. But uh, but that is that is the point. Ex- it's yeah. like to learn. How, you know, what you do is implicitly racist just yeah. by existing as a white body. You know, you're, you're like benefiting from your body that you have. And well, being you don't understand. That's what I mean. You have to literally like the premise of this thing is you have to be taught because of something that you've talked about on the show before. And again, I'm sorry to interrupt you. That's okay. But this is part of my point is that uh, you don't your what you what you experience and the way that you view the world is all based off of everything that you've lived through. Mm -hmm. So you've never seen this. You've never experienced it with being big. We talked about, I have to actively be less scary Yeah. Mm -hmm. as a big Brown guy. I have to be careful. Very, very less scary. You guys see like right now I have tattoos on my arms. I love my tattoos. Mm -hmm. I love having tattoos when I walk around in public, especially in nicer areas, long sleeves always, even if it's hot. I gotta cover up my tattoos. Damn. Mm-hmm. I gotta not look as as hood or anything like that. Anything that can be conceived that way. I have a chain. I like wearing my chain out when I go to nicer areas. Ironically, I put the chain back in yeah. because it makes people uncomfortable. Uh-huh. It sends off a weird vibe to have that that kind of like thing. So I am aware of racism because I see it. I get yeah. pulled over a lot. I've been stopped in my own neighborhood. I've been asked by people if uh, I'm where I'm supposed to be. God I went to a party. With my with my girlfriend to her family party in the Midwest and a little girl, four year old girl, and I tell a joke about this. Mm-hmm. This actually happened. A four year old, adorable, tiny little white girl ran up to me, and with all seriousness looked at me and said, "Do you belong here?" And it's like she doesn't <laughs> know. She, right. Yeah, she's not a fucking. I was like, "Yeah, do I belong here? What am yeah. I even fucking doing? I'm trying to do comedy. This is never gonna work out." But. On a serious note, like she, I wasn't mad at her. She doesn't know. She's right. never, she's seen, never a seen a person. Right. Yeah. But yeah. then I think now why people get shit on for like doing shit like that, even the fact that they don't know because they haven't lived it as their experience, I think them getting shit on is uh, appropriate sometimes. 
Sometimes, Sometimes it's appropriate, but, but it's also how you create Trump voters. I, I, I agree with that. Yeah, I guess I, I disagree with you in a more nuanced way. Because, like, Can on I? one hand, I agree with what you're saying. On the other hand, I'm a white person that even when I thought I was the most liberal person, I had to get, like, m- like my own colorblindness yeah. slapped out of me by being kind of publicly humiliated mm-hmm. in certain instances that, may, that like, my white fragility right, right. made it super, super yeah. embarrassing for me. And it was, like, a whole thing I had to go through. And in the end, I still feel like that was good because if that didn't happen, I still would have been walking around all day being like, I'll lead the protest. Uh-huh. Like, I literally <laughs> used to be that. It would be like a fucking, like, a workers' rights march. Yeah, and, yeah. I, and I'd be at the front. And uh, it's like see, all the fucking what? women of color behind me just marching that right. are, like, actually going through the fucking problem. Exactly, yeah. You know? So in that sense, I got shit on a lot. I went to the Students of Color Conference because I was the chief of staff of the office that organized it. And the head of the office was a black woman. And I was like, okay, so I'm not going to this, right? She's like, no, yeah, you should definitely go. And I was like, okay, that kind of makes me uncomfortable. But I don't know, like, what what white people are doing at the Students of Color Conference. But all right. So I go. And then I proceed to get shit on because I'm, like, participating in the event. shit on you? One of the things, there was, like, a prison industrial complex caucus where – you know, you basically at these conferences, you like pick the issues that you care about and then you go and you get together and like the students come up with lobbying talking points that they're going to ultimately bring to the Capitol later in the year. And I went and then like, I was just contributing to the conversation basically. And then someone in the conversation raised their hand and was like, I feel like only people that are actually affected by this problem should be able to speak. No, isn't that the craziest? And then I just, I got up, I got up and I cried yeah. Oh. I walked away and I just cried. Like it was the most textbook white fragility shit. Uh, there there is something that happened recently with Bernie uh with a Bernie uh campaign supporter on f- I believe it was Fox, Nina Turner, right? Yeah. Where she brought up MLK and the the process of or the uh, the idea of his biggest problem being the white moderate. And that woman trying to like twist Dr. King's words around. But you, what you're doing is living in that. Doc, Dr. Martin Luther King Jr.'s point of the white moderate being the problem, and I'm paraphrasing here, yeah. is that the problem, the detriment to the black community at that time was ironically less of the KKK and the active open racists as much as it was the white moderate who doesn't want there to be things shaken up. They want order. They don't want justice. They want order. That's Mm -hmm. what they want. So if things are disrupted, Mm -hmm. that's good. That's a sign of goodness. And that's the thing is, like, I'm not a white apologist. Mm -hmm. I'm not saying, like, white people have done nothing wrong. Right, Mm -hmm. and they don't deserve to be criticized or anything. Everyone deserves to be criticized. Yeah. When 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 you're not aware of the things you're doing wrong, you need to be educated. But you don't need to be shit on. Right. I don't want to shit on you. Like, I've done this thing where this couple in texas they're like uh they went to a, a halloween party and they dressed up as a pinata and then the the boyfriend dressed up as a uh, stereotypical mexican mm-hmm. he's a, they're both white mm-hmm. and he's wearing a poncho mm-hmm. a fucking big ass sombrero cultural racist, appropriation yeah. like not chill stuff and people are shitting on them and yeah. just being like you fucking monsters you pieces oh, of God. shit and they're like fighting back because they're being shit on yeah, and yeah. being yeah. told like all these things and so what i did was like i was they they said i they made me mad when in the comments or in the in the replies or whatever somebody had mentioned like well you're he was a pin or she was a piñata like what else could he have been and i was like dude anything a piece of candy a mm-hmm. stick 
Like any of that shit, I would have been fine with. The fact that you saw a pinata and you went, oh, you know what I should put in here? I should be a beaner. Yeah. That's what I should do. Like I was like, just you're doing that's not good. But instead of telling them like, oh, you fucking suck and I hate you and I wish you were mm-hmm, dead, mm-hmm. like these other people were, <laughs> I literally reached out to these people in the in in DMs and was like, hey. People are mad at you for the following reasons. What you did was stereotyping all Mexican people as this one thing, and you're perpetuating this forward, and that's not who we are, Mm -hmm. especially not in America. Mm -hmm. And two, you're not understanding that this is offensive to other people, and you're trying to defend the thing you made when what you should do is acknowledge why people are upset and learn and move forward. Mm -hmm. And that's what I think. You can't – You people are mad at white people. Well, the problem is that people – prone to dig in their heels when they're attacked though you totally. know? And they, they probably went in there not not intentionally trying to be racist yeah. but everybody's calling them racist they're just going to double down and be like fuck you i'm not racist yeah. fuck you fuck you fuck you yep. and that's you what know? was happening yeah. after i explained to this person i'm not this isn't a made-up story there's like a, mm-hmm. a back like i can show you receipts this person afterwards went and apologized to people and very publicly was like i didn't understand why you were upset Mm-hmm. You, no one was explaining why they were upset. Yeah. They were just calling her a piece of shit. Right. Yes. And they were like, "Look at these things that the whites are doing." And it's like, "No, look at this uneducated person doing an ignorant thing." And then you have an opportunity to tell them why yeah. it's an ignorant thing to do. And instead, you're just going to shit on them. Yeah. And that's going to strengthen the side of them. Like, how am I racist? I'm not racist. Yeah. Maybe the other side is right. Exactly. And then they go to that. And that's how you build that. That's how you build that divide. You're playing it, into the hand it, of the separating of the community. Like I was saying, that's how you get Trump voters. Because imagine yeah. being like a broke like coal worker in West Virginia and like yeah. half, half your family's like on meth or whatever. And then you hear some fucking liberal in California tell you you have white privilege and to check your privilege. And it's like, I'm barely surviving out here in, in West Virginia. Oh, but yeah. now I have to check my privilege because I'm white. Yeah. And that's I mean, just going to make people dig in their heels. You know, it's, yeah. it's toxic. I do agree that it makes people dig in their heels but at the same time it's like a coal mine wearing heels (laughs) 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 no that was great it's it's also just kind of a thing where i think though even though it sucks to point it out i do think that it's ultimately good that it gets pointed out maybe not how it gets pointed out that's what i mean yeah but it's like how how is that person armando was very nice and Mm -hmm. reached out to them and and you know i wasn't always though Mm-hmm. I really wasn't. I, 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 I've only been doing it since researching the founding of these white supremacist groups, which is what we do on Cult Podcast. Mm-hmm. The white supremacist groups build off of that hatred, that divide that right. the other communities are creating between them and yeah. white people. Currently, they're building off that. They're like, they don't even totally. fucking want you. Totally. And why are you going to fight for them if they, mm-hmm. don't even want, if they don't even see you as their own? They're yeah. literally using racism to explain like why you should be racist. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think what's... And again, I'm speaking as a white person, yeah. but I feel but see, like... I don't, I don't feel like you, you should have to qualify. You know what? Yeah, you're a person. I have a lot of shit in my brain that's going to take forever for, for it <laughs> to lift. If you have to fucking quantify yes. it with like... I'm really... I have a long history of having like white savior complex uh-huh. shit and being yeah. like understanding of like how twisted I think, you know, race relations continue to be where it's just... Like, it's always going to be like a thing that I preface these conversations with. Uh-huh. I've also been shit on on twitter so much at this uh-huh. point too that it's like these are just little insurance clauses yeah, yeah, i put yeah, into yeah. things that i say <laughs> essentially but like but the reason why i think you know white people feel the need to tell a white person that they have white privilege is because people of color 
have been shit on so hard systematically forever essentially in the united states Mm -hmm. and so it's it's like it's like a tit for tat kind of thing where it's not like out of nowhere people of color started telling white people that right well the worst part is when it's other white people though doing it and that seems to be who most of it especially most of where it comes from but then at the same time going back to this concept of like people of color being the ones that have the responsibility of explaining white people and why they're all fucked up, I guess you can capitalize off it and have parties like you were talking about <laughs> where you literally have white people come to your house and you teach them how fucked up they are. But like if white if white people can educate themselves and uh. talk about that stuff, I think that's kind of ideal, but it does become a thing where white people love and I was like this in college. You feel a sense of like doing the right thing if you can call out every uh-huh. single call out culture uh-huh. it was huge in college yeah. and when you called something out you get a lift of validation from everybody around you that's like yes this person yeah. gets it you're like yes uh-huh. i get it i'm not part of the problem exactly yeah. fuck yeah i and disagree then, i disagree yeah. the podcast honestly <laughs> yeah i the thing is is like f- to the first point uh i really have a, a problem with a lot of the activism, uh, like like white people working in activism to like quote unquote have the conversation to end racism because that's mm-hmm. what it is. Don't work to end racism. Work to have a conversation and bring us all together. That's my ultimate goal. You're not going to kill racism in our lifetime, but you can strengthen us as people, as humans. Mm-hmm. But I have a podcast mm-hmm. and it's doing moderately okay. Mm-hmm. And Your own or cult pack. Cold podcast. podcast. Yeah, yeah, okay. It's doing moderately well, but and and one of the ways that one of the things that makes me so upset is I've seen white people on Twitter. Specifically, this is when it makes me upset is when it is white people um, try to sell our podcast by exclaiming like, and it's it's so good, it's really funny, and it's run by two women and a person of color. Yep. Yeah, because what you're so telling me patronizing yeah, me. What you're telling me is you see me as like I'm funny. I'm a great writer. I I'll say that confidently. Um are my jokes always good? No. Sometimes you come up with Jesus Fleiss and you bomb. <laughs> and you make Jordan think you're a fucking pedophile. Sometimes you bomb. Sometimes you bomb. Well, to be fair, that killed with me. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> Uh yeah, sometimes you have good days and sometimes you almost lose to Travis. Yes, that's that's the thing. <laughs> yeah. But all in all, I'm funny. I think I'm funny. Right. And for you to go through all of that and see me as person of color, mm-hmm. and that's the first thing that you can use to describe me. Yeah. I think that is so offensive and shitty that people do that. Yeah. And to add on to that point of like. Your your other thing of like I don't think the burden should you said you you don't think the burden should fall on 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 non white people to educate white people on racism. I that is that is what I heard like throughout the board and that that's across the board <laughs> not throughout the board it's a it's a solid object. Um, the in college that was like the narrative uh-huh. was like it's not it's taboo and not okay for a white person to ask a person of color to like explain things to them. I don't I the thing is is like I'm not a professional. I'm mm-hmm. not even really that smart. You're, I've said things that maybe you're, you're not think. a professional person of color just do it as a as Yeah, a it's hobby. like a hobby. That's like a thing I do. You can join my Patreon at patreon.com slash I'm brown now. Uh, <laughs> when I want. For, yeah, for Five dollars a month, you get to pick which shade of brown I am. <laughs> um, but there, there's this thing of like, I wish so much that we as people could come together and like. My point earlier was like, do you 
honestly and truly, both of you, I mean, as Jewish people, you have an idea. But I mean, currently, all the time in America, like living here, even in California, where it's super liberal, do you understand what it's like to not be white? What it's like to like walk down the street and see a cop of any color, a mm. cop, and be terrified? No. Mm. Of, of to see the looks on people's faces when I walk by them at like, we're at the same comedy clubs. Mm-hmm. I walk past people looking the way that I do and I watch them hold their purses tied or sure. I watch them do this other stuff. Or when I go and I tell jokes about racism, I have to quantify it for white people to understand like what I'm even talking about. Uh-huh. So it's like you guys don't get that aspect mm-hmm. and I don't think you ever will. Like I can sure. explain it as vividly as I want. Yeah. But I would say definitely, I mean, I've certainly been in situations as the white person where I'm the minority in yeah. a place and it's been uncomfortable sometimes. It you is. You know? Yeah. It is. I mean, it's not like white people are the most popular people ever. No. <laughs> you know? I mean, that's the whole topic we're yeah. talking about. Yeah. But there's that like so, the, I mean in Hawaii well, go, go ahead. No, it's okay. It's uh it's 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 a very similar thing to to how I grew up. I grew up in Los Angeles. I went to schools in Los Angeles. I did not go very much to pre- I did not go very much to predominantly white schools for most of my life. Mm-hmm. I went to uh, when I was a child, it was predominantly Hispanic and Latino. And then when I was in middle school, it was predominantly Asian. And then when I got to high school, that's when I started going to like white schools, mm-hmm. like schools that were whiter. Yeah. And it was such a difference because when I was a kid, you shit on white people. Mm-hmm. Like white people were like, like if you watch a movie and you see like the poor non-white person being picked on and everyone's being like racist to them like haha you fucking that was us to white people like we had two white kids in our school oh yeah uh, or in my class and we were like aha you fucking ghost looking motherfucker travis well i I, I was gonna say to that point uh i mean i didn't go to high school in hawaii but i i I did live out there for a while and i talked to a lot of people that grew up out there and like especially like on maui they have something called kill halley day at school, which is like an unofficial day. Like, if you're a white kid, you don't you don't go to school that day because you're probably going to get jumped. It's just called Kill Halley Day, Whoa. and I don't know how I don't know how pervasive that was, and I don't know how serious people took it. But I mean, that that's a thing. Yeah, it's because they're the invaders. They're they're right. they're literal like. Uh, yeah, but if you're just that white kid, like, well, know. that's the thing is like that's the argument of like the thing with like this is something I can't even really touch on, uh, or at least with any kind of like understanding of it fully but there's an argument about reparations that a lot of people that are against it make of like are you culpable for the faults of your ancestors none of you personally at least as far as i fucking know (laughs) have have ever owned Uh, slaves no you should feel bad that it happened and you should learn from it Mm -hmm. and continue to move forward Mm -hmm. and take the steps to make sure that a situation like that doesn't arise again Kind of like it is currently right now with the prison industrial complex. Mm-hmm. Basically, we are locking up non-whites mm-hmm. uh, at an unfair rate and forcing them to do labor without benefiting from it. Mm-hmm. We have, like, I feel like we should fight against that. I also feel like, you know, there's just, I got lost in my head for a second. Uh Sorry, I get, no, I get, no, no, I get no, no. like. Please, ranting. are you kidding me? You should have heard the end of our last episode with Stephen English. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit! But there, there is that thing of like, I get, I get having. It's called Kill Howley Day because they're like, you know, they come and they fucking conquer and they're mad. And are you? Should you suffer the consequences? No, but should you be aware of the fact of how serious the actions yeah. of other people were? Sure, you should be aware of it. Yeah, and I think that it's all a dialogue that's yeah. it that's all i call for i'm not again i don't i'm not 
fucking absolving totally. you of your white sins. <laughs> yes. I'm just telling you that the way to do it is not to shit on people because uh, that tears you apart. Yeah. yeah. Come I, together. Y- yes. Yes. It is interesting. I mean, obviously, there's so much of this that is incredibly interesting. But it's also like when you do call out when white people call out other white people. It's so funny how, like, you can say all the progressive things and, like, catch all of the mistakes that other people are making. But then at the end of the day, that actually doesn't really mean shit for how you operate in your own life. Uh And if you're actually doing stuff that's contributing to racism, just because you've been able to kind of more or less recognize the patterns that get called out, which are very valid things Mm -hmm. that are fucked up and, Uh like, are wrong. But just because you know what it means or, like, know how to call stuff out, does yeah. I'm it's the application myself. of but knowledge versus the just having it. It's, like, a big problem I have with schools right now, and this is slightly unrelated, but a big problem I have with schools right now is that the focus, especially when I started to get into high school and they switched up the curriculum to the Common Core, was that it's not focused on critical thinking. It's mm-hmm. focused on memorization. Mm-hmm. And what you're doing, what you're explaining, is finding the patterns. It's memorization. But yeah. are you applying that yes, to yourself? Exactly. Right? You have to ha- you have the knowledge, but exactly. you're not doing it. And I guess my point is I was doing shit that was implicitly, maybe not, I mean, I'm sure I've done things that were implicitly racist, but doing things that were perpetuating, you know, this kind of like white savior shit mm-hmm. that I wouldn't have understood that they were like, fucked up unless someone called me out on it though mm-hmm. like i really don't think i would have just come to that on my own because of what you were talking about with like only knowing my experience yeah. you know so even though i care i care immensely like when that guy called me out in the prison industrial complex thing i care a lot about that just on principle that's also very frustrating that white people i feel like as a white person i'm not allowed to care about something because you know i don't have family members that have been unfairly sent and dragged through the ringer of the incarceration system yeah. in this country but most of my my dad went to jail my uh like a lot through my life when i was a child i i had a my dad went to prison and a week later this isn't a joke a week later my classmate tommy his dad came to visit the school and they were like he's a police officer he puts bad guys away and I was mm-hmm. like, what you saying about my dad, bitch? Mm-hmm. Huh? What's up? Huh? Mm-hmm. What's up? What's good? Mm-hmm. And I was like a child, you know? So there's that thing of like, he's my dad. He didn't do anything wrong. I mean, he did kind of. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the reason that he got stopped was purely because he was brown in mm-hmm. a not brown area. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I'm sorry. Again, I'm sorry to interrupt. But no, I no, just... no. It's fine. Yeah. That, that's exactly my point is like, you understand the plight of that prison industrial complex yeah. and how it affects families and you personally oh, way yeah. more way more than i will ever know the only thing i had was like me and my dad got arrested for not paying our speeding tickets and we like had to spend a night in jail and it was like honestly more eye-opening to see what happens to people of color even more uh-huh. like going through that night in jail and that kind of that really really just pissed me off seeing it and so when i came out that's when i was super in activism i was like Fuck the prison industrial complex. This shit's so fucked up. I saw black women wait in the cell for literally, like, they said they were waiting for a week. And some white prostitute came in and got out before I came in and got huh. out. Sex worker. Yes. <laughs> well, yes. I, okay, interestingly enough. so You can't say prostitute now? You're not allowed to. <laughs> Nuts. <laughs> I can't keep to. up. Yeah. That's she, something I learned. We have a lot of sex workers that listen to the show. And it's uh, it, they're trying to normalize sex work, and so the term for all of them, uh, formally like strippers, exotic dancers, prostitutes, yes. 
pose anything would just fall under sex work i appreciate that thank you for what what was very interesting with what happened between the white woman and the black women is the black women were labeled prostitutes in terms of because that's like what they call it in in vegas it's Mm -hmm. like prostitution you know oh because it's legal there it's not not in vegas oh okay in like weird random Oh, okay. yeah, in Nevada. Like, Nevada, sorry. I forget yeah. that no, no, Nevada no is more than Vegas. You would think that Vegas would be the one that yeah. would, like, legalize nah, sex work, but no. They got too no. much other shit going yeah, on. Yeah, exactly. But how they legalize it there is if you're white and are, like, lawyered up well, then all you do is get charged with trespassing, even though clearly you were an escort. Like, obviously you are doing work. sex work. But because she was trespassing and has a good lawyer, she got to come in and out in, like, two hours or, like, three hours or something where these women that were black were getting charged for prostitution and were just sitting there indefinitely, essentially. Like, it was, like, their seventh day or something in a drunk tank. Hmm. It's, like, literally that's the same crime, quote-unquote, you know? There's other shit. Like, do do you guys know what a gang enforcement unit is? Is it what it sounds like? Pretty much. But what happens is, if uh, in in my hometown of Indio, Indio, California, it's where they do Coachella. Mm-hmm. It's ridden with gangs. Mm. It's full of gangs. Mm. There is a thing called the gang enforcement unit, and their whole job is it's a bunch of cops in a big ass van, and they drive around and they look for groups of the same race of people hanging out. Jesus. And if they feel like it might be gang related, sort of, even in a little bit, they will force them to disperse and move away from where they are. Oh and there's been times God. where me, my brothers, and our friends, my brother's family, they're we're all hanging out outside of an apartment complex just chilling we're not smoking weed we're not drinking we're not doing nothing we're just chilling hanging out like listening to music freestyle rapping whatever just hanging out and a van pulled up on us and this has happened twice where they've pulled up on us and told us we got to disperse and i'm Mm -hmm. loud and not afraid of police Mm -hmm. as much but i uh i was just like yo you can't you can't do that. We're not a gang. Yeah. And they, they pushed the issue so much to the point where it was just like, I'm not going to go to jail over yeah, this. Exactly. I'm going to go inside my uh-huh. house. Because you know that they're going to react with yeah. aggression if you're like challenging them. Oh, yeah. That's the thing that happened. They literally, like, it's like almost something out of a dystopian novel. They're mm-hmm. traveling around poor neighborhoods looking for groups of Mexicans and being like, hey, I don't like the way you look together. Get the fuck mm-hmm. away from That's each other. so insane. There's gang enforcement units. There's, uh, in Arizona, there was the, you know, probable causes being mexican mm-hmm. you can be pulled like over pulling people over asking for their papers yeah. yeah and because it's it's so close to the border they made it probable cause and then they had that other thing where uh arizona had as like a promotion they were like if you were driving well a cop could pull you over and give you a good ticket and oh, it was yep. like a free circle k drink but oh what God. that is effectively doing is that means a cop can now pull you over for anything. Yeah. Uh-huh. And if they're like, oh, I was pulling them over to give them a good driver's ticket, and then I uh, took a look around their car and saw something I didn't like, probable cause, boom, now I'm able to stop you. Yeah. Yep. So they, in Arizona, like they have the right to stop anyone for anything. Oh, my God. And you can do – I've been stopped so many times in Arizona just for being – Brown, if I drive with my mom, uh, who's white, or if I drive with my girlfriend, who's white, or yeah. if I drive with anybody else, like yeah. Billy Anderson, white guy, <laughs> yeah. I don't get stopped for shit. Yeah. Even yeah. if I'm driving, we'll get to the checkpoint, and they just let us through. If yeah. I drive yeah. by myself, I get stopped every single I've been pulled over for being white before. <laughs> I have. Yeah, because we, we, we used to skip class in high school, and like our high school is like right in the middle of... Uh, I guess a predominantly black lower income area, but that sure. was where you could get all the weed. You know what I'm saying? So like if a cop saw like a car full of 
white kids rolling through this black neighborhood. They know they're there for one reason, one reason only, either to get crack or weed. Interesting. So yeah, white kids got pulled over. All- I mean, that's also like they were right. That yeah. is the only reason I was there. <laughs> that's another I mean? thing too is that like uh, there's shit where like. White people only start caring about the opioid crisis when it affects yeah. y'all. <laughs> it yeah, took yeah. out a whole culture. Chappelle's bit about that. I mean, so yeah, close. but there's like that shit. Like they put crack on the streets and crack cocaine to fund a fucking shadow war with uh, what was that Nicaragua, and fucking worked like, with Pablo Escobar. Like Ra- Reagan times. Yeah, mm-hmm. they literally put crack on the street mm-hmm. to fund guerrilla warfare people that eventually turned against us, mm-hmm. and you. Not, I'm trying not to say you because I'm fighting my own <laughs> point, but like a lot of people didn't care about it until yeah, yeah. it started affecting white communities. Well, that, yes. I mean, that goes to your point earlier. I don't know if you said it on the podcast or not, but like everybody's politics is just what affects them yeah. personally. Yeah, you, know? yeah, yeah, yeah. you don't, yeah, you I, don't care about crack until it's in your neighborhood. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, I do also feel like naturally, as people are becoming more and more aware of these these issues that disproportionately affect people of color Mm -hmm. white people sit here and they think wow that is so horrible how do i prove to myself and others that i am not contributing to that problem right but then i think the reaction is i'm going to you know study study up on like what i'm what's the right thing to say think express to other Mm -hmm. people and I'm going to do that whenever the opportunity arises because I need to prove to myself and others, like I said, that that I'm okay. And I think that's a big part of white people doing that. Yeah. Is you, what you need to do, and I'm being very, like, particular with my words, need to do. Are you Browns planning right now? Yeah. <laughs> is you need to apply those things, though. Like, I've seen so many people, and we talked about this earlier, I've seen so many people who use those labels where, like, uh... I say a lot of the times, if I don't know somebody's preferred gender, I swear to God, it's not a bit. I will say they, it, mm-hmm. no matter what. I always do that because it's to the point where, like, I've known people who get misgendered, and, like, it's everyone's joke. It's every fucking kid from Kentucky with a Twitter account's joke of yeah. just, like, oh, how many genders are there? Yeah. And it's like, dude, if it makes them feel comfortable, then yeah. that's fine. I It affects me 0% of yeah. the time. But, like, that's become part of my thing where, like, I just assume people are they until I learn more about them because mm-hmm. I don't have the knowledge to do that shit. Mm-hmm. And it's in my brain now is that. But I know some people who say they with, like, a little smirk on their face or, like, they'll mm-hmm. use the political correct term for something. Yeah. And it's just, like, they act like it's a whole big to-do. Just add it to your vocabulary. Yeah. Make it part of you. Like, use that practically. Yes. Understand why it's the right thing to say. I bet that smugness comes from embarrassment they faced when they got called out for it before. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's everyone. I think everyone's so afraid of saying the wrong thing and being called out that they're trying to like study for a test that's never yeah. coming. Yeah, and, the, and the, the, the test is updated every three days. Yes. With new exactly. answers and you oh can't my God, I know. Yeah. I was thinking yeah. that too. Because when you're going through like in college, you know, we're all taking like critical gender studies classes and ethnic studies classes, and, mm-hmm. and a lot of them are requirements. Like we had an EDI requirement, equity, diversity, and inclusion, because of the Compton cookout. Do you remember? Have you, did you hear about that? It was like. No. It was this frat party that was going back to the guy dressing up as an incredibly, like, offensively stereotypical portrait of a Mexican in this yeah. country. Uh, there was a party that this frat called the Compton Cookout, and it had, like, multiple frats and sororities, and they all came together, and it was like, the invitation was like, wear your best hoops, I want to see, you know, your your biggest afros, there'll be Kool-Aid and fried chicken and watermelon and, like, all of this insanely racist shit. Uh. 
And so they have this party. There's pictures of people in blackface, like just it's just a fucking. When was this? This happened a couple of years before I got to that school. So that would have probably been like, I think like 2009 or like 2010. Uh-huh. And then shit got crazy on campus because white supremacists started like, because it started all this controversy because the black students were like, this is so fucked up. How's the administration not going to do something about this? Mm -hmm. And then the whole campus turned into this crazy shit. And like white people, I assume, were like hanging nooses around campus. And it escalated into this crazy thing because the frats like and the people that, you know, I won't even blame the frats necessarily other than the initial offense. But like it just got so shitty. So all these crazy protests happened and then the black student union uh got like a vice chancellor of equity diversity and inclusion and the fact that now a bunch of students like every student has to take these ethnic studies classes as a requirement Mm. um that's good obviously it's good to learn it's also something i if something i found out if if somebody jokes a lot about being racist like they joke about it like a lot Mm -hmm. and it's like funny when they're pretending to be racist and they plan funny racist parties it usually turns out that they're just racist right that's just them because how inherently funny is that topic for it to constantly be like coming up Mm -hmm. yeah but yeah but i do think that those classes kind of perpetuate the sort of culture and my point was those classes are where you learn what the you know pc thing is to say and like how to how to think correctly about issues of race. And I think that's very important, but I think also... I feel like what those classes are actually... Well, go ahead, sorry. Well, those, they're incredibly important for white people, though, and, like, a huge basis of it. Like, how you get an A in those classes is writing, like, why white people suck. That right. is, like, how you get an A in those classes because the te- that's the whole point of the classes, basically, is to, like, is educate... That a valuable, don't like, think about it as, like, why white people suck. Think about it as that, how white people have sucked in the past. And how you can learn from their mistakes to do better. Because th- that's the problem with those classes is it's spitting out a bunch of students that come out of those classes like regurgitating the same like that's what toxic I'm bullshit right. on it's, Twitter it's about not, fuck white people. And it's, it's like that all came from. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's just regurgitating what somebody told you. Yeah. And don't. Learn from that experience. Learn from what they have done. Yeah. And don't do that. Yeah. That's it. I think that's yeah. a that's a good spot to close on sure yeah yeah i just really need to clarify this okay, really quick because i know i have a lot of listeners from my and daily beans that are checking in the whole point of the class and this is me totally feeding into exactly what our model's point is uh, but the whole point of the class wasn't just to teach you that white people suck obviously it was to teach you history and like you said uh-huh. yeah things y'all are just, history is like marvel and white people are like stan lee like you can't go through brown history with like ah yeah and then a cameo from us hey yeah. what's up uh, <laughs> yeah exactly we're here we suck for a little bit and then we're gone right <laughs> right yeah but that's not y'all yeah. just take that learn from it run from it have the conversation <laughs> run from it we're all we're all trying to like the way that we're gonna move forward is by having a conversation and how can you have a conversation if you guys aren't allowed to talk you know what i mean I would, so, I would agree with yeah. that. Yeah. It would be nice to have the space to like fuck up in your dialogue. That's the thing. You that can't even nice. fuck up. You, you can't can even make a mistake. Yeah. That's what I'm saying is like, yeah. I don't think that's right. I think you yeah. can fuck up in, in terms of like racism. My, this is where I'll end. I promise. I'm sorry I talked so Well, you're the one that has, has to be somewhere to be. So. I, I mean, have. Keep going. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm fine. Fuck it. <laughs> <laughs> I have, uh, I have family from the South. I have family from Mississippi. Uh-huh. They are full white. They have never been nothing but white. They loved Bush, uh, probably would have loved Trump, honestly. That's Mm -hmm. the type of people they were. They were not the most sensitive people, 
And one time my mom went to stay with them and they dropped several N-bombs mm-hmm. in, in just like casual conversation because that's who they are. Mm-hmm. I have another family member uh, who is related to be my by marriage. Uh, they, they are my... But I'm sorry, just to go back, is your mom the white half or the Mexican half? My mom is the white half. Okay. So my mom went to visit her family in Mississippi and saw them, and she grew up in California around all Mexican people. And so she went to a community that was all white and suddenly felt weird that A, she's not the minority anymore, she's the majority, and B, the way white people talk about non-white people is drastically different Mm -hmm. and because there's no one like they're not afraid they're unabashedly just Mm -hmm. saying shit that comes to their head right i have my aunt who is my mom's sister she got married to this guy and that guy's mom was like in germany during hitler Mm -hmm. (laughs) and was super pro hitler oh god and after everything happened she had to move to america and she was like upset about it because she was like why it was going so well (laughs) and she's like that's the kind of person they are both of these people for their entire life have hated everyone that wasn't white until they met me until they met me and they're like i'm in your the the thing is is like no matter what mental gymnastics you want to go around I'm in your fucking family, dog. Yeah. Yeah. You can't get rid of me. That's a stain. If you don't like it, that's a stain on your fucking family tree. And if you do like it, then you have to admit that it's not that you hate these people. It's that you don't know any of them. Yeah. And I, in l- both of them later in their lives, what they've learned is that like their opinions were wrong mm-hmm. because they didn't know these people. And all they're doing is regurgitating facts that yeah. other people have told them because they've been brainwashed by the systems that have mm-hmm. set up in place. Exactly. Yeah. So it's this thing of like, how do we solve racism is by one mixing. We got to fucking talk to each other. Yeah. Two talking, have mm-hmm. that dialogue. Three, don't, <laughs> don't be like, yo, Jordan Coburn right now, 2020 year of our Lord, you're the reason slavery happened or yeah. you're the reason they're taking kids and locking them in cages or you're the reason that like fucking Muslims aren't allowed to come in that one time uh, or several times. But <laughs> You know, it's it just like you're not directly responsible, but right. learn from those things. Mm-hmm. Move forward and be better. And to anyone listening that's not white, don't fucking shit on white people without bringing a solution. Think about in the most simple of terms. Think about the time, anytime you've ever had an argument with somebody and you're like, this is the thing to do. And they're and, you know, somebody's like, you're wrong. And you're like, OK, well, what? I, I, okay, I'm wrong. What could we do instead? And they're like, man, eh, nothing. You're just wrong. Yeah. You're just wrong. You're wrong. You were born wrong. Nothing you'll ever do will not be wrong mm-hmm. and you'll die wrong. Right. That's terrible. Yeah. Right. Of course, it's like logically, like you said, Steve, people are going to come out swinging after that. Yeah. They're yeah. like, fuck you, dude. You're going to tell me that I'm, I, I am doomed to this reality as just being like a shitty person, basically. Because yeah. that's the, that's the, that's the message. That's the fragile. And it's a racist message. It's yeah. the fragile you're doomed to that way. reality because of your skin color. Yeah. I definitely think it's also like hearing the negative parts of something and to the degree that makes you unable to understand the nuance behind it, which Uh is that I don't think a person is telling a white person, this is your fault, you know, Mm -hmm. but it's, it's such a nuanced messaging, I think, to, to get across. Well, again, like my, my, becomes that my biggest grievance is when it's coming from other white people. Like I'm certainly more inclined to listen if it's coming. That is frustrating. The, that, that whole, because it seems racist to to me. It's like like pandering and like, that's what it feels like. You're treating like you're you're tapping the little minorities on their head. Like, oh, you're you're a good boy. You know, any, anytime someone does it, it feels like you're trying to get my attention. Like you're a little kid who's like, I did the thing. Yes. (laughs) Yes. There's a lot of, oh, this will be my closing remark. Um, (laughs) 
there's <laughs> had a lot of closing. Yes, I'm sorry. <laughs> I interrupted you earlier too. I'm sorry. No, no, it's okay. But yeah, there's also a big like group of folks on Twitter who are white saying that they're just going to vote for whoever women of color are voting for, specifically black women. And right now, you know, the narrative is that that's Joe Biden. Mm. But then there's also a lot that's coming out that's like stop treating black women like a like a monolith, uh-huh. you know, like yeah, all, all of them are behind Joe Biden or something. Sure. They're then, individuals. Yeah. And then it gets into like, like how are you as a white person how is it even possible for you to definitively say this is what black women want Mm -hmm, exactly because you're gonna always find black women that think different things Mm -hmm. that think biden's their candidate or bernie's their candidate or whatever this is like the specific issue that that this is contextual no i'm with you yeah yeah, but but yeah it's like that's very uncomfortable even though you know they're thinking that they're doing the right thing by saying that they're they're completely unaware of the fact that mm-hmm. that can be incredibly disempowering to black women that yeah. think differently than yeah. you know. You're telling them they're not on the same level as the quote unquote standard of black women. Exactly, right. which is like I I don't Imagine know, but all I know is that as yeah. a white woman, you are not in the spot to say that. But uh-huh. then there's me like Yo, feeling man. inclined to shit on the white women. I got. Fi- <laughs> I'll <laughs> always back your play on that. By the way, <laughs> <laughs> I got Mexican family that are Trump supporters, and uh-huh. I got a lot of people don't realize this fucking mexicans who came here legally like through the right places they're adamantly against immigration they love immigration control and a lot of richer families in mexico that come to america also have a disdain for illegal immigrants because america's quote-unquote issue with mexico and its immigration mexico has that problem with guatemala Mm -hmm. guatemalans come in illegally take jobs and then mexicans are like this is why it all sucks Mm -hmm. so like a lot of people just assume that every Mexican is like very liberal. A lot of them are super conservative mm-hmm. because yeah. they love God. Yeah. yeah. And the side of God is normally on the conservative party. Right. Yeah. So like don't assume that like just because somebody ha- – don't assume because anyone has a certain color of supporter that that's the side you're supposed to go on. <laughs> what interests are in your best interest? Uh-huh. Literally what me and Steve talked about earlier. Yeah. Don't like vote – there are things that are right or wrong. Don't put people in cages. Don't fucking bring slavery back. And don't give anything, like, don't do anything obviously wrong. But other than that, vote in your best interest. Vote for what's right for you. Yeah. you and know. listen to people. Maybe and you'll listen. change your mind. Maybe you won't. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Just be open to changing, too. That's the biggest thing. Is You have to always be willing to be like, I was wrong in the past, and I'm grown. I did that. Fucking perfect example. I've been, you know, stand mixers? Like the bowl, mixing bowl, <laughs> I thought yeah. they were called cuisine art for 24 years of my life. Me I found too. out today that they're called cuisine art. Oh, what? Cuisine art. Cuisine art. Cuisine art. And cuisine art. Cuisine art. Cuisine. They're called cuisine art. Cuisine. <laughs> it's not cuisine art. They're called cuisine art. Cuisine art. Cuisine art. Wait. Fuck. What did you say? Cuisine. Cuisine art. Seems like that makes way more sense. Cuisine art. But I looked it up. Their official website. I went to a video. I watched it. The person in the video pronounced it the way that Steve did. And the first thing I said was, you know what? You're right. I've been pronouncing it wrong this whole time. Yeah. That's how you got to be. I mean, to a farther extent of cuisine art (laughs) being like (laughs) lifestyle complexities of racism yeah a lot of people don't know this but you there's actually an attachment for mexicans that turns them into a meat grinder just like a cuisine art (laughs) (laughs) anyway thank you for having me yeah absolutely you've been an awesome guest yeah yeah. thank you this is every time we pick a topic it warrants like a four podcast episode so i think that's the same case for this as well and i'm sure all of us didn't do uh the well i'll speak for my whatever 
see how uncomfortable I get as a white person talking yeah. about like race issues? Uh-huh. It's Just, like you always feel like you're fucking up. Uh-huh. Always. Yeah. Always. I might have fucked up in this episode, man. Oh my god. We're I'm all about, getting canceled. We're gonna put the, reasons, we're gonna put this podcast yeah. out and even though we all tried so hard to be so diligent with how we worded everything, we're still going to get so shit on. Just move forward. And if anyone said, that's the thing. If anyone says wh- that you said something wrong, ask them what it was that they said wrong and ask them to explain to you why it was wrong. Yeah, totally. And then move forward with that information. And if you do that, you'll never be in the wrong because yeah. you'll say something and you'll move on from it and you'll learn. Yeah. That is great advice to take home, everyone. Definitely. Mm-hmm. Amanda Torres, did you have anything you wanted to plug your stuff? Plug in. Um, when is this coming out? Uh, a Tough month to say i yeah. mean we've backlogged like five episodes at this okay. point so yeah probably like a month um stuff that i got coming up uh i always have sh- some comedy shows you have a website or anything i do uh a lot of my shows are posted regularly on my instagram which is at mondo does stuff that's m-a-n-d-o does stuff all one word you can also go to mondo does stuff.com again m-a-n-d-o does stuff all one word uh, those have all my show dates on. Um, I have an episode of an Amazon show coming out. Ooh. It's called Laughs on Laughs After Dark. Hell That's yeah. so exciting. Hell yeah. yeah. I totally um, forgot to yeah ask you and congratulate you about oh, that. Oh, no, no, no. No worries. That's it's, so uh, fucking cool. It's exciting. I have no idea when it's going to come out, so I could be promoting it now, and it might come out in a year. You never know. Cool. Um, I also uh, I do a show called Cult Podcast, uh-huh. and uh, if you were interested in this topic, we do cover a lot of... Uh, white supremacist groups and their foundings and why I've changed my mind over the years and seeing how the the to- the ways that they prey on the disenfranchised white guy of like I know a dude named Alex Gatlin, hilarious comedian. He is Jewish. He is bald and scary looking as a white guy and a lot of people call him racist accidentally. And even he's been like, how am I on the wrong side? Like they just say he looks like a skinhead? Yeah. They, th- they think people like think he's racist and they'll make jokes about him being racist. And he's like, I'm, I'm so Jewish. Some of my family died. Uh-huh. Come on. Are you fucking serious? Yeah. But like, yeah. So we cover stuff like that. We also cover a lot of other stuff. If you're interested in the part I talked about, the Latin Kings, we have a three-part series on uh, why institutionalized racism built these gangs and the modern street gang. Um, and you can f- and and how that kind of went on to affect it, and it, it kind of uses these topics a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, you can look us up on Instagram at Colt Podcast or on Twitter at Colt Podcast Show. You can also go to coltpodcastshow.com, uh, and you can find which episodes to start with, all our other episodes, merch, tour dates, shit like that. Um, yeah. I love you all so much, and thank you again for having me. I love you too. I love you. Thank Armando. you for coming. Yeah, um, now we're back to quaint. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yes, we're in a sand- sandwich circle. of sweetness. Yeah. Um, if you want to support us on Patreon, Patreon.com/slash I Disagree Podcast. We have a bunch of different tiers, different things you get. You can suggest warm-up topics or main event topics if that mm-hmm. tier suits your fancy. And follow us on Twitter at the I Disagree Podcast. Not consistent choices. My bad. But here we are. Yeah, just um, learn and move forward. <laughs> yeah, Jordan, that, that's, that's all you got to do. Uh, that's, all, that's all we can do. Uh, like us and subscribe and review us on iTunes, please. And also like us just as friends. Yeah, um, I like that. Yeah, please, please, please like, please like us. <laughs> <laughs> Is anyone Decide listening? your brain. Yeah, okay. Uh, thank you for listening. I know our episodes, it's hard to keep these under an hour just because it's like the, the conversations warrant a lot of discussion. So thank you for yeah. listening and... Steve, if you, you got any final thoughts? 
if you were listening and you thought that, that the length was good, just let them know. Uh, yeah. We've, we've all worked on podcasts before. Yes. And the thing is, is like, if there's same thing, if you want to make the podcast better, tell them what you like and what you don't like. Yeah, we, yep. we strongly respectful. encourage con- constructive criticism. Always just don't, constructive. don't slide in my DMs and be a twat. You know, it'd be nice. But. Twat? <laughs> oh, I no. Ended it on that. Can oh, you no. go? So close. He's gone. Made it out of this Goodbye, episode. Steve. We'll not be back next week. <laughs> I, do you know how woke I had to be to to subvert that subway shit? <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. All right, everyone. Thank you. We are done. Have a great week. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye.